Canada curious? This is the Yes We Canada podcast, the progressive's guide to getting the fuck out. This episode, the great replacement theory. Hey, I'm Matt Zimbel in Montreal. Americans, I know you don't give two exceptional shits about what happens up in Canada, but I have to tell you the story of how our country almost blew up. Tick, tick, ba-boom! It's going to blow your minds. You see, Canada's founding people are English people from the England and French people from La France who came to Canada in the early 1500s and and said, geez, this place is awesome. Let's steal it from the indigenous peoples. Well, that's what the English people said. The French people said, Mais c'est tellement beau ici. On va voler ça immédiatement. The indigenous people, who didn't inherently believe in the concept of owning Turtle Island, welcomed them. Sure, whatever, let's hang. Long story very short, the French and the English were kind of different folks, and they didn't always see eye to eye. Fast forward 500-odd years, and a lot of the French people decided they were kind of like over Canada. And they decided they wanted to become an independent nation and held a vote to get a mandate to leave Canada. Can exit, if you will. The leave side was called the yes side or more commonly, the we side. May we, mes American, may we to say que we is yes in French? Because you remember all your high school French, c'est bon. The no side still wanted to hang out in Canada. How's it going? Okay, our topic today is the Great White North. The folks who wanted to leave Canada and start their own country were also called sovereignists or independentists. And progressives, let me assure you of this. If you were born in Quebec, you'd probably be a sovereignist. Because in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, that's where all the left in Quebec hung out. Anywho, The campaign was tremendously emotional, very fractitious, a lot of public crying. It was like hosting a divorce if the parents asked the kids to vote on whether mom and dad should stay together or bust a move. Holy crap, eh? To further complicate matters, the indigenous peoples in Quebec, and just a reminder, it's pronounced Quebec, not Quebec, like y'all say, the indigenous peoples whose land treaties are with the crown, i.e. the government of Canada, were totally not down with the idea of leaving Canada to hang with Quebec. You see, the Northern Cree tribe autonomously controls huge swaths of land in Quebec. They held their own referendum, and 77% chose to remain in Canada, basically saying to the yes side, um, leave Canada? Um, the fuck we will. (laughs) The Grand Chief of the Grand Council of the Cree was a diminutive fellow, by the name of Matthew Kuncombe. He was a very powerful spokesman for the Cree. He was frequently threatened during the campaign. I booked him on a show that I produced on referendum night, and he arrived with two guys as big as walking fridges, packing heat. On October 30th, 1995, Quebecers went to the polls. The Canadian Confederation hung on a thread. 
30 minutes to go. 30 minutes before the ballot counting begins. We know the stakes. We've heard the voices of the politicians. In 30 minutes, we hear the voice of the people. Will it be yes or no? From CBC News. Spoiler alert, I'm going to tell you the results, but before I do... You've heard of the Great Replacement Theory, right? No? Let me rephrase that. You've heard of the right's Great Replacement Theory correct, right? It started its life as a European intellectual theory. Oh, right, cheerio, intellectual theory, right, blimey, mate, I got this. You see, back in the 17th century, King James I practiced bigotry, but was not as such a racist. You see, the king was... Pardon, the Grand Replacement Theory is a French theory, a stupid rosebiff. The theory qui appelle le Grand Replacement était inventé in France par the intellectual Renaud Camus. Mais oui, both. I'm sorry, old boy, I beg to differ. <coughs> Bloody frog! Come <laughs> take this U.S. guard, go! Oh yes, let's let the European intellectuals fight it out over who's more racist, shall we? Pip pip, au revoir. Well, as they say, there's a lot of infighting in academia because the stakes are so low. So fuck these quasi-intellectual Europeans. Let's bring in an American scholar, shall we? The Democratic Party is trying to replace the current electorate with new people, more obedient voters from the third world. That's what's happening, actually. Let's just say it. That's mm. true. So there you have it. That explains everything. The Jews and other Democratic elites are trying to change the electorate by importing immigrants who will vote for Democratic policies like big government spending. Because we all know how the Jews like big spending, right? Right, well, tickety-boo, actually, I do think it's important that we preserve the British way of life. Mais bien sûr, le français français en doit garde notre style de vie, n'est-ce pas? Son bitch, my way of life is important to me. My family done been in America for five generations. I grew up here, I was educated here, and no immigrant gonna replace me. Hold my beer. Well, this is not really surprising, is it, progressives? If you're a conservative Republican the only kind there is, actually. By your very nature, you don't like change. That's your deal. Keep things the way they were. And as we've pointed out in the pod before, Americans, when it comes to immigration and discrimination, you guys are equal opportunity racists. You hated the Jews for a while, then the Irish, then the Italians, the Chinese, and of course the blacks have had to deal with your perpetual discrimination for centuries. So Muslims, don't fret. It's just your turn. You're not special. Yeah, Tiki dudes, you're right. The Jews will never replace you. The Jews couldn't possibly be that racist. Although, I'm pretty sure the Palestinians would have some trouble with that statement. Okay, Republicans, I'm going to give you some free advice. It pains me to do this because... As you know, my opinion of you for the past 50 years has been on a perpetual downward spiral. But listen up to some wisdom so profound, so deep, that usually you'd have to pay a political consultant thousands of dollars in consulting fees. And I'm giving it to you for free. Simply because I know. I know you profoundly. I know because the counsel of a radical leftist is counterintuitive to your gut and you're not all that bright. You'll never reap the benefits of what I tell you to do. Because God bless America. That's the way you roll. Republicans, 
You're afraid that when your gang of old white Americans are no longer the voting majority, that you will never again be able to hold office. Well, you're not wrong there. Polling says that a majority of Americans are terrified by mass shootings and want more gun control. You don't. A majority of Americans, particularly women, want access to abortion. You don't. A majority of Americans want tax relief, and yet your tax relief policies seem to help the 1%, not the 99%. And I know math is not your thing, but there's a heck of a lot of voters hanging out in the 99%, and you're flipping them the bird just because math is not their thing. Dudes, you can gerrymander for only so long before your faithful is reduced to a couple of aging Kevins and a Karen. So here's what you do. Try a little harder to do what's called voter outreach. Sounds cool, huh? Yeah, cool, huh? <laughs> cool, huh? Reach out, huh? Cool, cool reach out, huh? <laughs> Rebuild your electorate with love in your hearts. Get your inclusion on and stop with this crap. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists, and some, I assume, are good people. And for God's sakes, stop calling the Corona-19 virus the... The Chinese virus, Kung Flu. Or perhaps remember that America was founded on the principle of religious freedom. So maybe don't do this? Donald J. Trump is calling for a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States. That's the way to show potential voters some love, huh? Republicans, I'm going to be that smug Canadian snowflake. Yep, that self-righteous snowback who's going to tell you how to fix your great replacement theory problem, huh? In Canada, our Republican Party is called the Conservative Party. They have a tough time forming governments up here because most Canadians have a streak of progressive in them. And for other reasons, like the complicated electoral map that requires an explanation that is just too time-consuming and fascinating to get into right now. But the takeaway is this. Way back in 2008, the Canadian Conservatives had a minority government, which does not mean they had a lot of BIPOC representation on their benches. It simply means that they did not have enough seats in Parliament to form a majority. They realized that they were only 12 crappy seats shy of forming a majority government, and they thought they could find those 12 seats in, excuse the expression, the ethnic districts, you know, where the ethnics live. So the Prime Minister, the Right Honourable, oh, God, I hate saying that, the Right Honourable Stephen Harper said to his cabinet minister responsible for citizenship and immigration, Jason Kenney, Jason, get me the ethnics. And so Jason, the whitest guy who ever walked the face of the earth, started a huge outreach campaign of ethnic seduction. Well, conservatives would never use the porny word seduction, too sexual. They started a huge outreach campaign of coercion. Yeah, that's better. That's more aligned with conservative principles. They made TV ads in Mandarin, Cantonese, and Punjabi. They shipped all their MPs with turbans, yarmulkes, and other hats out to the region to snuggle up to the ethnics. You see, traditionally in Canada, the Liberal Party, that's the name of the party, not always their policies, was more progressive than conservatives on the issue of immigration. So naturally, 
More immigrants came to Canada during eras of liberal governments. And of course, it only makes sense that if you're an ethnic, you're going to vote for the party that offered you, mom and dad, a better place in a semi-Arctic country, right? Right? But the Conservative Party said to themselves, wait just a fucking minute here. These immigrants, or as they're called up here, these new Canadians, who are always voting liberal, are actually conservative people in their souls. So Conservative Minister Kenny drafted his ethnic stump speech. New Canadians are naturally conservative in the way they live their lives. They're entrepreneurial. They have a remarkable work ethic. They are an aspirational class. They want stability. They're intolerant of crime and disorder. They have a profound devotion to family and tradition, including institutions of faith. That whole spectrum of values, that's us. That's conservative. Kind of makes sense, no? Oh, I can hear you now. Dude, come on here, my busy American progressive. Cut to the frickin' chase. Did the ethnic seduction work? And friends, I have to say it. A strong, stable, national, majority, conservative government. Fucking A. And with his new majority, Stevie Harper could rain down upon the Canadian people as many legislative atrocities as he wanted to. Except... Our Supreme Court kept stopping him. Hey, sorry, bud, that piece of legislation might look like the law, but that's not actually legal, eh? Oh, let me tell you, that wasn't some smart, right? Right? Sorry, that was an utter digression. I'm, I'm just not disciplined enough to resist whacking the former Harper government on its pee-pee whenever I get the chance. So the ethnics voted conservative, and conservatives ruled. But conservatives will be conservatives. And in 2015, during their campaign for a new leader, the cons got into a lot of their typical conservative chatter on immigration. You know how that goes, right? The differences between us and them. Then, some of the leadership candidates suddenly became afraid that Sharia law would be declared in Canada. So they proposed what they called the Barbaric Cultural Practices Tip Hotline. 911, how can I help you? Um, I'd, I'd like to report a barbaric cultural practice. Go ahead, sir. I think my neighbors just voted conservative. Sir, lock your doors. The RCMP are on their way. Outreach? Outrageous. Now, Republicans, in all fairness, I know you've tried this outreach before. Former Republican Governor of Florida Jeb Bush speaks the Spanish. Senator Marco Rubio lies fluently in Spanish and English. And after you got your tits slapped in the 2012 election, the political consultants all told you to reach out, be inclusive, grow your party, get your big tent on, baby. And then what happened? An orange person descended a golden escalator. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists, and some... Okay, you heard that already. Next! So no, Republicans, the liberal Jews, Democrats, and George Soros are not importing ethnic voters to replace y'all. 
The folks who are arriving over your southern border by the millions are in many cases human rights refugees who were forced to leave their countries or face death by cartel. You guys remember the cartels? Those hard-working curators of drugs who tirelessly produce all the cocaine and fentanyl for their very best customers? The American people? Oh, yeah, baby. Lately, my dear Republicans, you have decided to export what you call your illegal aliens to, of all places, Cape Cod. Republican Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida threw 50 illegal aliens on a plane headed north with no support or orientation of any kind. Just a videographer on board from, you guessed it, Fox News. Oh, that'll show those rich white Cape Cod liberals how cynical they are about helping underprivileged people in their own backyard. And what did the rich white liberal people do? Well, they fed them, they clothed them, they found them a place to stay so they could get out of the cold. A little human trafficking, anyone? Because that's definitely going to make ethnic voters think about being Republicans. But progressives, I know what you're really interested in. Did Canada blow up when Quebec wanted to separate? What happened? You left me hanging 10 minutes ago. I can barely stand the suspense. Well, 93.5% of Quebec registered voters voted. The largest voter turnout in history. To use a TikTok term, the engagement was off the hook, bro. The results, 49.42% to become an independent nation to 50.58% to remain in Canada. The independentists' dreams of nationhood were crushed by less than 60,000 votes. Around 11.30 that night, the Premier of Quebec, Jacques Parizeau, climbed the stage at the Convention Centre in Montreal and made a fiery, alcohol-enhanced concession speech. Translation. Essentially, we lost because of the money and the ethnic vote. And the next morning, he woke up and resigned, replaced greatly by the theoretical ethnic vote. Thank you.